Welcome back, phone pros. On this episode, I got Patrick J. Tyranny. He's a sales performance coach, founder of Stop Selling Now. You're going to enjoy this one. He's about that compassion before commission. And be sure to get that compassion before commission t-shirt. You can get your compassion before commission gear at compassionbeforecommission.com. Join the movement, change the culture. Let's get dialed in. You're dialing in to the All Things Telesales Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lynn. If the phone is your weapon, this is your podcast. We're changing the perception of telesales. We're a tribe of telesales professionals who believe in compassion before commission. We're empowering the call coaching experience by starting with the person and salesperson. When we take care of the person, the calls take care of themselves. Patrick, what's good, man? How you doing this Saturday? I'm doing good, Jake. Thank you. How sunny uh, L.A.? Yeah, man. It's beautiful out here. I might have to go down Malibu <laughs> and oh, some podcast. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm in Boston, and we're sweating it out at 43 degrees. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. So we, uh, we, we linked up on LinkedIn here recently, man. It seems to be the hot spot right now for me acquiring some special guests, man. So I uh, appreciate you hopping on today. One thing that really caught my attention was uh, this stop selling now. Talk to me about that. Well, stop selling now. So maybe a little bit of context. I am currently a sales performance coach for an actual inbound call center here in Boston. So my role as a performance coach is I train new sales hires coming into the company, really getting them ready for the sales process and giving them the tools to be able to do one call closing, ideally. And also then on a side note, I started my own company called Stop Selling Now back in 2017. And that really just came from a frustration, a pet peeve that every time I'm training new hires, everybody just wants to default to selling me, selling me, selling me. So yeah. Stop Selling Now was really providing the tools to help people stop selling. Okay. And as you like to say, you've got a famous line, so I'm going to let you say it. Uh, yeah, yeah, sir. Don't sell. That's it. You got it. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. And that, yeah. that sums it up perfectly. Yeah, man. It's all about that compassion before commission, man. Yeah, that, that, that's the name of the mission. So, um, so walk me through. How do you go about training me if I if I'm wet behind the years and I automatically um, I get this stigma of the boiler room right or or the wolf mm. on Wall Street and uh, you know right. like this whole this whole stigma that sales gets like how do you help me cut through that noise? Yeah, really good question. So I think the first thing you want to do is uh, there's two questions that every salesperson wants to ask, and you really need to study the questions and then really study the answer. So the two questions are. What motivates people to buy? Hmm. So what motivates people to buy? And then the second question you really want to figure out is what motivates people to buy now? So if you can figure out those two questions and the answers, ultimately that's going to allow you to stop selling and instead put your focus in on the buyer and to figure out the psychology is what, what moves them towards the process or towards that end goal. So you no longer have to sell. So in my mind, and stop selling now, what I teach agents is those are the two most important questions. What motivates, motivates people to buy and what motivates people to buy now? That's the secret sauce. Okay. So walk me through that. Um, let's say I'm the, um, the prospect. Yes. So how do you help? So it sounds like you're, you're navigating them instead of like selling them. It's more of like, I'm navigating you to make a decision, whether you buy or you don't. Correct. If you do buy, you're going to buy now. So how do you like, 
walk me through that on, as if I'm the buyer. Sure. Yeah. So I'll give you a perfect analogy, actually. And maybe I'll ask you a couple of simple questions. So let's pretend you actually had, let's make it up a pain in your left leg. So your left leg, you have a pain. Okay. All of a sudden you woke up this morning and you're like, damn it, I got a pain in my leg. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. so, <laughs> now you go to your doctor, right? You go to your local doctor, your GP, your physician, and you walk into the room, you sit down and you say, hey, doctor, I got a pain in my left leg. What can you do for me? So in your experience, Jake, what do you think the next series of steps that the doctor is going to do? Like what typically happens next from your experience? What would yeah, you get? He's going to start diagnosing me. Well, before he diagnoses you, he's going to do something that's really critical in sales. He's going to ask you a lot of questions. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, yeah. Right? I mean, that's part of the diagnosing process. Like he's going to start probing and asking me, like, when, how long has it been that you've been having this pain? Like how long has it been going right. on? Right. Yeah, exactly. You got it. He's going to say, when did this first happen? Have you changed your diet recently? Do you work out in the gym? Um, he's going to ask you a series of questions. And long before he ever gives you an actual diagnosis, mm. he's going to make sure he qualifies you. So yeah. put it in a simple way. The only approach to sell in 2020 is consultative sales. Right. So consultative sales is really where you try to find out the needs, the wants, the desires of your buyer long before you ever pitch your product. And when you do that, you no longer have to pitch, you just mm -hmm. tailor. So right. you're not pitching anymore, now you're just tailoring a solution. And that really is the key in my mind to consultative sales. Yeah, no, so I love it. Questions. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, so, you know, which, which, uh, which vertical are you in right now? Well, right now I'm in B2C and B2B. Okay. Yep. So the consultative approach with B2C is pretty much the same to B2B, but the B2C, you know, it's really about what's in it for them. B2B is like, what's in it for my company? I might lose my job if we make the wrong decision. So there's a lot right. more at stake on B2B, but B2C, you know, it's about what's in it for them. So how do you uh, how do you go about you know showing a, a prospective buyer you know what's in it for them? Yeah, that's really where a really good question. So what you want to do is to figure out essentially the motivation. So going back to those two questions, what's motivating somebody to want to buy? So there's one simple answer, and this is not going to blow your mind. It's so basic, but you got to understand the why. So we have to figure out the why. So why is somebody calling my inbound call center? Why is somebody in a B2B trying to buy a service to solve what problem? But when you understand the why, then everything you do at that point forward is tailored towards the why. So you come back to it at every juncture and every turn. Um, I, I always give a very simple story that I read in a really good book. It's a sales book called How I Took Myself from Failure to oh, Success yeah. in yeah. Selling, right? Yeah, that's Frank first, yeah, dude, they, yeah, that's my first sales book and to date one of my favorites, right? Yeah. It's old school, man. It's like 1940, but the fundamentals of sales hasn't changed. So in that book, and I, I yeah. do this in a lot of my sales training, there, there's a storyline where the CEO of Chevrolet was giving a speech to a national audience of salespeople. And he was telling the audience how he had encountered one of the greatest salespeople in his career. So everybody's listening. He said, I wanted to buy a house. 
So I got this note that, hey, you got to call this person. They're the best real estate agent in the country. Call them. So he tells the audience, he calls the real estate person. And as he relays to the audience, this conversation went on two, three hours. He told the real estate person more things than he's ever told his own spouse. However, in that story, he figured out he'd always wanted a tree. He always okay. wanted a tree? Always wanted a tree. So okay. he grew up in a concrete jungle, and his dream was to buy a house with a big, expansive backyard with trees. So he tells the audience that the next day, the real estate guy calls him up and says, hey, I got you the perfect place. Let me come and pick you up, and I'll drive you right out to it. So guess what? Next day it comes. Mm. The real estate agent picks him up, drives him out to the house. It's about 30 miles south. Walks him up to the front doors, walks him through the house, out to the backyard, and he says, look, there's trees. And he counts out 17 trees. And the uh, CEO goes, okay, that's great, but let's get down to business. I want to know what the price is. So the CEO tells the audience to go back and forth, back and forth on price. There's an objection. There's price. There's an objection. Every time... The price came up as an objection. The real estate guy would say, but look, there's 17 trees. Mm -hmm. Objection, but look, there's 17 trees. So the punchline in this whole story is the real estate guy sold him 17 trees and threw in the house. Right. And the, 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 basic, the yeah. basis, basic premise is if you understand the why, everything else becomes so much easier. So that really is when you say, walk me through, how do I take somebody through a buying decision? It's really getting down to their true motivation. Yeah, no, that's awesome. The 17 trees. Because, you know, like, um, you know, that's part of that Cardone training. Um, I would have been like, well, outside of price, is there any reason why you wouldn't move forward? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, which is good. It's classic and it works. Um, right. But but to get back to the agenda, it's like it's alpha call control. If you're doing it over the phone, it's, you know, right. there's. 17 trees you know it's like reminding them why what you know you told me that you wanted trees and there's 17 trees <laughs> exactly so it's almost like you're 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 forcing them to show you um their hand which is as you alluded to where do you go from there you've got them exactly what they wanted you've solved their problem yeah. done it in a moral and ethical way so it's a no-brainer yeah and, and um, trees the root <laughs> so it's like you're getting down to the root you know yeah yeah, you know, and, and one thing, Jake, I, I always feel sales, no matter what vertical you're in, whether it's technology sales, IT sales, B2B, B2C, if you're an SDR, BDR, et cetera, et cetera, sales really on a fundamental level is pretty simple. There's a, there's a pretty simple process to follow, but it's the simplicity that hides the complexity. The top 1% of all sales professionals, they're doing things on a consistent level that gets hidden underneath that simplicity. And I think that's what a lot of sales people forget or they try to ignore, they try to come up with complex solutions. And a lot of times the answer is a lot more simple. Yeah. And, you know, the more complex you make it, the more desperate you become. And, and there's nothing worse than a desperate salesperson, you know? Oh. Yeah, you can smell it a mile away. You can see it. It's awful. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> so, um, it seems like, man, you got a great personality. I love, I love bringing people like you on the show, man. Um, walk me through the most fun you ever had on a sales call. Oh, gosh. Well, actually, I'll, I'll give you an interesting one. I'll give you the most fun I had doing an actual coaching session. So, um, 
I'm a big fan of, by the way, I'm a big fan of, there's a lot of companies that get it wrong when it comes to sales training, sales coaching, and sales mentoring because coaching and training are very different. So the most fun I had on a coaching experience was I had a rep who was struggling, really struggling. They were stressed out, they were pulling their hair out, they were actually literally almost in tears. So we had a coaching session. Now I did something that I hadn't done before. This was about three years ago. I pulled out my phone and I said, okay, let's have a really in-depth coaching session. And I said, we're going to meditate. Mm. So the rep was like, well, I've been in this game for 20, 30 years. Nobody's ever had a coaching session where we actually meditate. I said, I kid you not, we're going to meditate. So I pulled out my Headspace app, which I, I think is fantastic. It has two-minute and five-minute meditations. I played a five-minute meditation. We both just sat there in silence. It was a guided meditation. And I kid you not, when that ended, the floodgates opened up as far as all the emotions, all the blockages that was going on came right from the sales rep. And it was one of the best coaching sessions I ever had. And it really taught me or taught me an important lesson in sales, which is we have to be thinking slightly outside the box, which yeah. is let's use some meditation and some coaching and combine them together. So that was like what probably the most fun I ever had. And, and I got a lot out of it. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, so it sounds like, uh, you know, you care a lot about making an impact. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, as a performance coach, for me, that's my end goal. When I see somebody who comes in and if they're new to the game of sales or if they're struggling to see that reward when they finally get it, when they turn the corner, when they get rid of that blockage, there's nothing better. It's, it's a really good feeling. Yeah. I, I sleep well at night when that happens. Right. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And yeah. if you struggle, man, you just play that uh, Headspace app, which I'm going to have to download when we're done here. <laughs> it's a great, Oh, yeah. You got to get it. Yeah. It's a great app. It's got, I think, the first 10 sessions are always free. So you don't yeah. even have to actually pay for anything. And oh, wow. it, it's, it's a pretty good tool for coaching, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, something I've been doing and being more mindful of is uh, practicing gratitude. When, I, when I'm grateful and I, I'm in that mindset, like I can pretty much handle anything thrown my way because the reality kicks in is like, man, um, I've had it worse than this. There's somebody else out here who has it worse than me. You know what I mean? Like just putting myself in that mindset. And um, how about you, man? What are your thoughts on that, on gratitude? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in gratitude. Uh, so similar to you, Jake, I actually have a little journal where I've tried to get into the practice. And I will admit, I don't do it every day. I'd be yeah. lying if I said I do it every day. Right. But I try to get up in the mornings and I jot down just three things I'm grateful for each day. Mm. And even when I'm sales training and coaching, I try to encourage reps to do the same thing. It doesn't have to be necessarily quote unquote writing in a notebook. It could be meditating for five, 10 minutes. It could be spending more time with your family on the weekends than you normally would. But I think getting into that mental headspace is critical in sales because sales is brain-to-brain, mind-to-mind warfare in many ways. And if you don't compartmentalize, you're going to be in big trouble. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of anything that can help you divert all that energy away from the day-to-day -day warfare of sales. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And people get in their head has a lot to do with why you see a lot of people on LinkedIn, man. They're saying, oh, cold calling's dead. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that it's dead. I would say that it's dying. 
because I think like sales in general is in a very, especially phone-based sales is in a challenge state right now because of you got TCPA, you got the Trace Act, you've got um, FTC, you know, you got so many things like the people that are ethical and really want to do things right. You know, those are the ones and I can speak for myself is, like now I have to make sure that if, if it's B2C, cause you come from a B2C world, Jordan, I, I, the trusted, yep. form, you know, these types of things. Um, but B2B, you don't have to, we, I think that we're going to see, we're going to have to be more concerned about these things and B2B uh, as, as these laws progress, but walk me through, you know, if somebody, these are legit concerns, right? Yeah. And these are legit fears that even I've had to face when I co-called. Well, the business number might be a cell phone. <laughs> and if I'm calling this cell phone, bro, I can get my ass sued, you know? So it's like, you got to be really careful these days. So walk me through, um, you know, how, how, how do you go about overcoming that whole um, cold calling is dead? Like, walk me through that. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. And I think you, you, you pitched it perfectly, especially in phone sales, cold calling, as you alluded to, it is becoming less of a feature, but it's not going to go anywhere. It's right. still critical to be able to fill that pipeline. So what I would say is today, the difference is the old school days of picking up, I don't know if you remember yellow pages, yeah. but a phone book and just picking out random numbers to dial that to me is old school cold calling. That is dead. Now, what I like to say is, look, we have prospecting where if I'm going to have agents cold call, or in my case, prospect, they're going to be people who we know through different channels have expressed some sort of an interest in that service or product. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, it's more like a, a lukewarm cold call, if you will, rather than a dead cold call. Um, so in my mind, doing that is much different than just randomly picking people. True. Right. Don't fit the demographic who are not in yep. the regional area. Exactly. Um, so that's how I get around it. And that's how I, I get I encourage people to get excited about it because right. again, you're yeah. solving problems. Yeah. It, you know, pre-call prep dial for dialogue, which um, we just uploaded a podcast with Ken Baldo who, um, he, who talked about dial for dialogue is, it's really going into it because victory loves preparation and you nailed it. Love Cause it. that's, that's, that's a confidence builder, right? Yeah. If, if I don't, if I don't go into this knowing these certain things about this person that I'm calling, then I'm going to be challenged with some of that fear. And I'm going to have to try to boost my confidence in the process. Yeah, totally. And actually what one kind of a tactic that I try to teach in, in um, outbounding and B to C is I try to teach where if you're calling and you're cold calling in this case, prospecting and leaving a message, don't fall into the trap of leaving two, three, four generic messages to the same household or same business. Hey, this is Patrick. I just want to follow up on X service. Hey, this is Patrick. I'm just following up again on X service. Hey, this is Patrick. I left two messages before to follow up on X service. So what I try to teach is, hey, when you're leaving messages, drop value bombs in every voicemail. So build a storyline. So if you're leaving three different messages over three weeks, those messages should actually have an arc, a story arc. Message one, two and three are all value bombs. So that customer, when they listen to those messages, because sometimes they're out of town, sometimes they can't get to the messages, mm-hmm. you, they should be able to listen to it and go, wow, there's a lot of value here instead of just hearing a generic, hey, it's yeah. me trying to reach you. Yeah, man. And I, and I know um, most sales professionals, probably all of us have struggled with 
how do I come up with this value bomb? Like, where do I even start? You know, um, but to your point, our prospects, they're busy living. You know what I mean? Like right now, my daughter just woke up and she's walked in on yeah. this interview. <laughs> People if they listen to the audio, they can't see her. She's sitting in my lap, you know? She's adorable for anybody who can't see her. <laughs> That's right. Appreciate it. So, um, you know, I had this one prospect, right? And it ended up closing them, but that's because I really do practice. I'm a practitioner of compassion before commission, right? Yeah. And so he he lost his mom. He had to go back to the country of Jordan, and, and and like I couldn't get a hold of him, you know. Like and um, but I knew I had really good rapport. I knew I had a great relationship. I knew that they were ready to move forward. We had all that band was all covered. It's just a matter of trying to figure out, you know, that right timeline and locking that in and making the migration. And um, the reality is, is, uh, man, he was busy living, you know what I mean? Trying to take care of his business. And sometimes we as sales professionals have to slow down and be patient and understand that things, um, people, they, they're, they're actually living life and things really do happen, you know? So how yeah. do you, how do you go about teaching patience in your practice? Cool. Yeah. That, and, and that is a $64,000 question, right? Because everybody <laughs> wants to get that commission yeah. check right yeah. now. Yeah, you can um, smell, it, smell it a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Smell it a mile away. So really it's all about the long game, right? So what I try to do is I try to, first of all, find out the motivation. So why are you here? What's your motivation? Are you looking to build a career or is this just one stepping stone to something different? Most people it's to build a career in sales. If that's the case, it's the long game. It's always a long game. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So my very simple line that I like to use is in sales, there's only ever two sales you're going to make every single time. It's either an immediate sale and that could be depending on your sales cycle or it's a delayed sale. So every conversation you have, even if you don't close that client today or next month or even this year, guess what? You plant the seeds because that's a delayed sale that will come back to you a year from now through maybe a referral. So you always have to think of it as immediate versus delayed sales. And when you have that mindset, every conversation matters. So you put 110% in no matter what. Hey man, you, uh, you open up another discussion real quick. Let's talk about referrals. Yes. Oh, referrals. I mean, it's so huge. Um, you'd be so surprised, Jake, how many sales professionals don't try to chase after referrals. And it always amazes me. So I have a really simple rule when it comes to sales. Whenever you're, you have done your business and done your job, you always, A, should ask for referrals. B, if you want to grade your own performance, what I say is every sale that you make should equal three sales opportunities. So every conversation is three sales, I should say. It's the sale in front of you. So it's the client you're working with. It's the referral sale and it's their repeat business. So if you play the game the right way, you should be making three sales for every interaction. And that starts at the very beginning, as you alluded to, building value throughout the call, serving, not selling, and then asking, not being afraid to ask for their business, ask for the referrals. I mean, a lot of people, you'd be surprised. We talked about the simplicity earlier on of selling. A lot of people don't even ask for referrals. It's critical. Yeah, yeah, absolutely is. And uh, now you have tools like LinkedIn where you can say, hey, not only give me a referral, but make a warm introduction. Ask for that yeah. warm introduction, especially B2B, B2C, um, you know, and, and promise to make them look make them look like the rock stars that they are. Yeah. And, you know, and and that, you know, you always, everybody wants to look good, right? So it's yeah. like promise to make them look good. And uh, yeah. <laughs> 
And, and one, another simple tactic that I like to teach as well is in terms of increasing referral business is when, when, you, when you work with a client and you've had a really good relationship, you're probably going to find out something personal, right? You're going to, in that discovery phase, in your sales cycle, you're going to find out something personal about that person that you're dealing with. So I always say, hey, six months from now, send them an email. Hey, I was just thinking of you. I know you said you, you love to eat at restaurants. I got a great recommendation the next time you're down in, make up the city. And that's it. There's your email. You do that you know, once a quarter and it'd be genuine and coming from your heart. That's going to really increase your referral business uh, through the roof. Yeah, man. Uh, Larry Levine's got the book, Selling It From The Heart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 I haven't uh, actually read it, but I keep seeing it, so I got to get yeah. it. Yeah, I'm actually uh, going to have uh, lunch with him on the 27th, uh, or I'm looking forward to it, man. Find out that he was uh, 15 minutes from me, so that's pretty cool. No, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So uh, tell me, man, uh, Patrick, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me LinkedIn. You can find me under Patrick J. Tierney. Um, you can also find me on Instagram under Stop Selling Now. So just put in at Stop Selling Now. You can find me on TikTok. I just started doing some fun little short videos on TikTok. So pretty much all the major sites, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, uh, all under Stop Selling Now. Awesome. And uh, you're going to find them in the show notes. Patrick, man, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time, man. Jake, it's been a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your day and hi to your daughter. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, man. Thank you. Visit allthingstelesales.com for additional resources that can help you drive more revenue. Did you like today's episode? If so, subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you. And if you really like today's episode, leave a five-star review. It's a good way to get the word out there. And if not, check out another episode. Maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars. Anyone you'd like to hear from on the show, send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com. I'd love to hear from you. Don't threaten me with a good time.